1: Hey there, Who Killed Amy Maholovic listeners, this is Bill Huffman, your host and producer. I just wanted to introduce you guys to a new podcast that is just being released, so go ahead and take a listen to this description. I think it's something that you guys will all like. What if no one knew who you were, and you had lost the ability to tell them? For over 15 years, an anonymous man would lay in a vegetative state in a nursing home in San Diego after a disastrous car crash, unable to be identified. This man was known to physicians as 66 Garage, the same name as a sign that hung above his hospital bed. In Room 20, a brand new podcast from L.A. Times Studios, investigative journalist Joanne Farion takes us through her two-year journey to figure out who this mystery man really is. Throughout her search for answers, she even begins to question her own beliefs of the meaning of identity, consciousness, and life itself. Who is 66 Garage? Why was he in the California desert that fateful day? Is he actually unconscious? In this six-part series, you'll join Joanne as she uncovers old newspaper articles with false details about the accident, travels across international borders, and puts together the pieces of this elusive and fascinating puzzle. You're about to hear a preview of Room 20. While you're listening, go subscribe to Room 20 on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening now, or just click the link in the episode notes. Enjoy.
0: What if no one knew who you were, and you had lost the ability to tell them, to tell your own story? Could you give me your name? What is your name? What is your name? Imagine not being able to answer that question. There's a man who's been lying in a hospital bed in San Diego for 15 years, unconscious and unidentified. Here's his story the way I first heard it. He's driving a van through the California desert. It's hot and the windows are rolled down. A car comes up fast behind him, the border patrol. So he speeds up. And then suddenly, a crash. And he's thrown from the van. When paramedics arrive, they search his pockets. All they find are a Mexican phone card and a few pesos. Nothing with his name on it. The man doesn't regain consciousness. He spends a year in a hospital on life support. When there's no hope he'll recover, he's transferred to a nursing home in San Diego. The nursing home staff guesses he's around 40 years old, but his face looks young. Big brown eyes and round cheeks. They call him by the name on the hospital bracelet he's wearing. 66 Garage. 66 the number spelled out, garage as in the place you take your car. For the next 15 years, that's how he'll be known. A 66 garage. When I first start visiting garage in 2015, the staff at the nursing home tells me his name came from the place his van was towed, after the crash. A place called 66 Garage. Like most of the story I first hear about him, this isn't true. To find out what really happened, I'll have to travel across the u s. and to Mexico and Canada. I'll track down documents no one thought existed and find witnesses who were in the desert that morning. I remember hearing the the cars crashing because you could hear it from my bedroom. It was early in the morning. He was face up because uh, I remember he was there was he had a
2: reaction when I got hit. The guy that was laying there was not unconscious.
0: Eventually, Garage will be identified. But that's not where this story ends. Learning Garage's name, that's the easy part. The tough part will be figuring out why he was left lying in that bed, unidentified, for so long. And whether the person inside Garage still exists. My name is Joanne Farian, and I'm an investigative reporter. This is Room 20, a new podcast from the L.A. Times studios.
1: Science! 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 science. Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes... Yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast.
0: I first heard about 66 Garage back in 2014 while I was working on a story about people kept alive on life support, sometimes for decades. We had nothing in common, Garage and I. He was born in a place so foreign to the Canadian prairie where I grew up. His life was unfamiliar in every way. And yet Garage would set me off on a new path. One Monday morning, about a year after I first meet Garage, I quit my job and leave behind a newsroom where I've worked for nearly a decade. I'm going to solve a mystery. I'm going to find out who 66 Garage really is.
2: Hey, Terry, Ed Kirkpatrick, how are you today?
0: That's Ed Kirkpatrick. He runs the nursing home where 66 Garage lives. We're in his cramped office, and he's on the phone with Garage's doctor.
2: On Garage 66, he's yours, right?
0: Ed's got a thick Southern accent. He's a big man in his early 60s, the kind of guy who sneaks a late afternoon smoke every now and then.
2: One of the reporters who did that a first, uh, story on him uh, from KPBS, um, wants to come and spend a few hours just sort of observing what his day is like.
0: He asks the people who take care of Garage, his doctor and his social worker, whether it's okay for me to spend time in Garage's room. When I first met Ed, I was working on a series of stories about the thousands of people in California kept alive on life support. Many of them are in a vegetative state, meaning they're so brain damaged they're not aware of their surroundings or even themselves.
2: The majority of these patients do not have awareness of their environment. And they are totally dependent, and so it's a very debilitating situation for someone to to be in.
0: They live in special nursing home units. Doctors sometimes call these places vent farms, after the ventilators that keep their patients breathing. People in life support are attached to two tubes, a feeding tube in the stomach and a tracheostomy tube in the throat.
2: You'll hear on the news the the car accident that happened and two people were critically injured and sent to the trauma center and they're now in critical care on life support and and that's it.
0: We don't ask what comes next, Ed says, or we think those people either died or recovered or went home to their families.
2: And you may not ever understand or know that you know, three or four years from now, that person is in a vegetative state that uh, they never recovered from.
0: Ed says when he first started working at the nursing home, he remembers making his rounds and coming upon room 20 and a resident named 66 Garage.
2: And I turned to one of the assistant managers and said, w- what's this all about? And she told me, you know, this guy's been here 15 some years and he's an unknown. Sort of said, you know, who gave him that name? He was remarkably in good condition, relatively young looking man, and um but he was um bedridden and thin but but he had uh bright eyes.
0: I was wrapping up my earlier reporting when Ed told me about Garage. He said Garage was in a vegetative state, and so the first time I see him, I treat Garage as though he's an object, as though he isn't a man at all. I don't make eye contact, I don't smile, I don't do any of the things we do when we first meet someone. Then one day, I'm standing over Garage, trying to see whether he looks like another man in a photo, someone who'd gone missing. When suddenly, Garage smiles at me. Here's a man who is supposed to be so brain damaged that he's lost his ability to think or feel, but he smiles. I'd done the research. Being in a vegetative state is different from what we see in the movies, where people lie peacefully, eyes closed in a hospital bed. In real life, people in a vegetative state can suddenly sit upright in their beds, spontaneously move their arms and legs, They frown, they laugh, they cry, they smile. These can all be reflexes, not real emotions. But when Garage smiles, I become convinced he's still in there. That was just a preview of Room 20. To hear the rest of the story and find out who 66 Garage is, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now.
1: You can listen now at Wondery.com.
2: since then i've reported every kind of crime imaginable i've been able to leave most of them at work but not this one the one that buried itself under my skin and stayed put phyllis Cottle was a badass woman and i want to tell you her story A production of Evergreen Podcasts and signature title of the Killer Podcast Network, you can find Carol Costello Presents Blind Rage wherever you get your podcasts. Discover more great true crime and paranormal programming at KillerPodcast.com.
0: Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit?